Iowa everywhere. Um, we'd love to tell you what this podcast is about, but the truth is, we don't know. The CW Pod, at home on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. What is up, guys? Welcome to this week's Chris Williams Podcast here on Iowa Everywhere. Of course, we are presented by our friends at Circa and Circa Sports Iowa. Download the app today. If you haven't already, it is where I pretty much exclusively bet at now. Of course, our friends at Circa, they actually encourage you to shop around a little bit, get the best odds, and I generally find them there. I really do. I don't like paying stupid amounts of juice. They don't do that to you. Like I tell my friend Derek Stevens at Circa, thank you, sir, for not ripping me off. We appreciate their support of what we do here at Iowa. Everywhere I'll be out there in August getting signed up for all the great survivor and football competitions. Can't wait. But we have another major sporting event coming up next weekend. Of course, that's the Kentucky Derby. And while I am not here today to um, consider this podcast a learning opportunity for everything, that, that's kind of what the CW pod is. Right, I, I, I like bringing on cool Iowans. I like learning. I like picking apart things, uh, really diving deep into a topic. And that's what I did today with my longtime friend, Jason Luch, who is the general manager of Abaugh Family Stables, which could have three horses in this year's Kentucky Derby. They're based here in Ankeny. And earlier this week, I sat down with Jason and I asked him, frankly, what what he probably thinks are stupid questions about horse racing, but I don't think that a lot of our listeners understand. And I, I thought it was really insightful. This is much more than just, hey, um, you know, what are the odds? And no, this is the, the process. This is how you get there. This is this world that, you know, only uh, the smallest percentage of humans will ever be able to experience. And he kind of gives us a, a peek inside. So that's what this week's CW pod is. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did uh, sitting down with Jason. Let's check it out. They will know real quick. So a little bit of background. We talk about all these horses. We'll know for sure uh, probably this weekend if the third one gets in. We will explain all of that. But this is a great opportunity for these Iowa-owned horses. I, I think that um, this is as confident as we've been going into a derby week. So with that, let's learn a little bit more about the business of horse racing today with Iowa native. He's an Ankeny guy, Jason Luch from ABBA Family Stables. All right, guys, let's get after it. I'm um, joined by friend, boss, coworker, um, partner, big brother, friend, Jason Luch. <laughs> He uh, so this is always an interesting time of year because I've I've gotten into the horse racing thing only because of you, like I I was never around this. The only thing I knew about the Kentucky Derby growing up is there was one time a year when I was a kid where we would go to the races, the local dirt track, mm -hmm. and we would wait 
and we wouldn't get there as early <laughs> because we would stay and watch the derby and then we would go. That's the tr- that's the truth for a lot of people. A lot of people uh, that's their when they think of horse racing, it's the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, and that's why this week's so special, and the last couple of years have been so special that um, it's such a it's the Super Bowl of horse racing, and so it's a it's a big week for us, and we're excited, and you know, um, <clears throat> can't wait till the, the first Saturday of May. So we'll get into <clears throat> later on in the conversation. I want to talk more about like the actual race. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in how this all came to be because I remember when I first started working for you I went it was one night actually we were it was a Friday night I sat with you at Prairie Meadows and we were watching the NFL draft that's right and this was before any of this stuff had had happened for you but you were already in the game doing it more at a local level local level yeah so like at, at what point in your life did you decide you had this like itch that you wanted to scratch? Well, we you know we had such a great time having uh, horses at Prairie Meadows, and we still have horses at Prairie Meadows, and still have a great time out there. But we wanted to take it to the next level and try to get in the national scene and try to win the big races. And so my father-in-law, Dennis Allball, had a great idea that uh, let's start going to the sales every September to buy yearlings, and our primary focus was to buy colts that can run, can possibly run in the Kentucky Derby. So what does that, what's that mean? Well, we we're looking at, it's all about pedigree and horses that we think that can get the mile and a quarter distance that looked the part, uh, that can run, you know, a long distance. And so that was the goal. Uh, when we went to the sales, uh, we typically try to buy 10 to 15 horses every year at the sale. And, and, um, you know, our goal is to just hit one. On, if one would just hit out of that 10 or 15 and get us to at least to the Kentucky Derby, we feel like we'd at least break even on the whole whole venture. And so we've had uh, – we've been very fortunate. This is, our, I think, our fifth Kentucky Derby um, since we started this in 2014, which was to be our ninth year. So we're hitting about every other year, which is an amazing accomplishment in itself. Um, I think I read a stat this year that there's 20,000 20, foals born every year. Okay. And the and the chances of getting the Kentucky Derby are point zero one percent, and so the odds aren't on our side. We know yeah. that it's a tough game. It's it's hard to get there. People have been trying to do this their whole entire life, and um, to think that we've done it five times and possibly this year to have three in the starting gate of of twenty is just uh, man. We couldn't be more excited. What's wild too is like I I know there've been some years where you're like oh this is our horse, like this is the one. We're really excited about this one. And then it doesn't pan out. Right. And then you'll have one that kind of comes out of nowhere that you weren't expecting to. I mean, how much of it is clearly you guys have put yourself in a position to have some success. But it seems like in this sport especially, there's a lot of luck involved too. There is. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it at the sale. Obviously, we're doing a lot of work. And it, I always kind of compare it to an NFL draft. you got to do all your homework and the pedigree and look inspections and vetting. All that stuff goes on at the sales that we do, just like they do at the combine. Um, and, you know, the the reality is, is that we got to go in the sales ring and try to buy some of these horses. So we've been very fortunate to do that. But um, the unique part is this game, it can be for anyone. You know, our, our, our top horse this year is the one that we paid the least for, <laughs> 70000 uh, The least amount we've paid for any of our derby horses. So there's no science to this. It's a lot of luck after you, you know, get yeah. a bot. Um, you just don't know how they're going to develop. And it's like that, that 
four star that you think you have all these four stars, but that two star that jumps out and then all of a sudden he's a you know a superstar. Yeah, it seems to like <clears throat> the the okay. You you. I'll, let me just ask you the question: the business wise mm-hmm. in this, like just just getting a horse to the Derby, like. Does that fund you for years to come? I, how, how does that work as far yeah, as you have the, to? It's nice to get to the Derby. It's, you could possibly become a stallion, but you really you have to win a couple of grade one races, they call them. And like Angel yeah. Empire won the grade one Arkansas Derby. So that gives him the potential to possibly be a stallion. Okay. Um, but if you win the Kentucky Derby, obviously you're That's, off and running and uh, it's a big, big deal. What about, I mean, you, you had, you've had some horses that have been up there top 10 and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Brody's cause got seventh. Patio Prado got third. Yeah. So we've, we've been knocking on the door. Um, Patio Prado was uh, alive, I think 12 to one when he went in the gates. That was our very first start in the Kentucky Derby. So we got a taste of it. Um, coming for home, he was making a huge move and was actually got, we thought he got second. He got nose at the wire, but just the, this, the excitement when they turn from home and you have a chance, it's like a feeling I can't explain to anyone. Well, they call it the most exciting two minutes in sports for a reason. That's right. Do you okay? Okay, so again, let's go back to kind of the beginning. When did you guys? When was your first race? Yeah, at our two thousand. Uh, I think we got in the business in two thousand four. Okay. And I told my father and I, I said, "Hey, <clears throat> excuse me, I bought a a cheap Iowa bread. Um, why don't you come out to the races tonight? He's got his first race. So you started this? Yeah, I started. A, we a guy called me. A, a friend of mine, Chuck Bach, called me and said, "Hey." We bought this whole Iowa bread. We want you to just, can you buy a leg of it, a quarter of them? I said, oh, that'd be fun. I've always wanted to own horses, and I uh, love the, the love horses growing up, watching the Kentucky Derby, and it used to go as a, my parents used to take me to Prairie Meadows as a kid, and so I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So we got that, and, he, and I called my father-in-law and told him, and sure enough, he showed up, and he's like, wow, this is a lot of fun, but your horses only run, you run like once a month. Yeah, let, 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 let's get some more excitement. Can we buy some more horses? I'm <laughs> like, I can do that. <laughs> dangerous, do yes, dangerous. So we end up buying. Uh, we, you know, we used to get like six to ten horses at Prairie Meadows every year. We still have that. Um, so we have great excitement out there for our family and friends that come out there and enjoy a night at the races at Prairie Meadows, and it's a lot of fun. I still got that picture. When I got to go down in Victory Lane, that one. Do you call it Victory Lane and Horse Winter Circle. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. They're all fast. They're all fast. I get it. Same thing. So, uh, okay. So, we got a couple of guys from Iowa. We're doing well. Luckily, we decide we want to play and go run with the big boys. Yep. I, again, I've never been in these meetings in these rooms. I drew, do drink Woodford Reserve. I can't imagine, like in my mind, the horse racing community doesn't take well to outsiders. Yeah, it's a it's a interesting group of people. It's a great group of people, and it's really a close knit group of people. So they were I mean, nice to you. Yeah, they've been great. I okay, mean, it's been really good. It's uh, the horse racing industry is really tight. Believe it or not, it's a great group of people. The owners are, you know, they've obviously been very successful. They call, they call it the game of kings. I mean, yeah. it's like a very expensive game. It's not a profit making business most of the time, and so. Uh, they have this discretionary income, and um, but it's it's been a lot of fun. We met so many great people um, and been to so many great places. That's the that's the thing I always take away from this is I met so many I got so many new friends. Uh, traveled the whole United States from California to New York to Kentucky to Florida. It's been just great just to see all these places. Is is the Kentucky Derby? I know it's the most prestigious. Yeah. 
Is it like your favorite race though? Oh, or is absolutely. it like absolutely. I'd rather go out to the breeders? No, no, this is if you this is the Super Bowl of horses. I mean, this is what we got in the game for. This is why when we go to the sale every September and buy ten or fifteen horses, it's our focus. When we gotta find a horse that can win the Kentucky Derby. Well, because I've always read like as a spectator that if you're gonna do it, you go out on Friday. Yeah, so uh, actually, now the locals go. It's called Thurby. Thursday is the local day. Oh, okay. Because they don't like all the people that come in for the <laughs> all weekend. the yuppies yeah. like me that yeah. would be. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Friday is my favorite day. It's Oaks Day. It's uh, a little more less stressful for me because Derby Day I'm kind of in game mode and I'm nervous and really don't uh, socialize and have as much fun. But Thursday and Friday I'll let loose and have a great time. Yeah, that's what I always read. That, <laughs> but I. Again, like I'm reading more of the local type yeah, of Thursday's the big local day. They love it. So it's not as packed and Well, it's packed now because uh, all the locals Well, come. Honestly, Jason, I looked into going when I knew that you had these horse and I, I couldn't even afford like an Airbnb. It's terrible. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's terrible. They've uh, it's really hard. They know that and they've cranked the prices. I mean Holy you can't get a hotel room for under seven hundred bucks and they do minimum three night minimum. The Airbnbs I was looking at was like I mean, you're talking five grand for a weekend and you're an hour away from the track yeah it's it's gotten out of hand as far as the pricing <laughs> but um people pay it so they get it right well it so. does feel too like the the sport has taken off in a mainstream level and i don't i don't know exactly why i know it was a bigger deal way back in the day oh, it used to be like the biggest sport yeah. in america with baseball right. right what but what do you what do you account for is it gambling like Pro- what? oh absolutely it is yeah okay. for sure yeah um, you know, the, the, the risk or the challenge that we have now is, like you said, back in the 70s, 80s, horse racing is all you could have to gamble on, right? Yeah. Unless you went to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And now, in today's world, you can bet anywhere on any sport, right? Yeah. It's everywhere. So it's a challenge for our sport because we have to get the younger crowd somehow invested in this because the older people are getting older and not playing the horses anymore. So. Uh, we really, we we really got to find a way t- to cater to the younger crowd, and that's what they're doing with this money back stuff and promoting free bets on this. They'll give you so much money back on the app. I mean, they're just they've got to get creative and get the younger guy invo- invested in the horse racing. I do think that it it seems like the Derby used to be a big horse race. It's always been an event. Don't get me wrong, but it does feel like there's more people now. Maybe it's just because I'm getting old, but but that's like a bucket list thing that mm-hmm. maybe 10 years ago wouldn't have even thought about that. Yeah, it's very much a bucket list thing. I've had a lot of people call me. In fact, uh, our sponsor, one of our sponsors on Cycling Connect, Mr. Bees, I was down there yesterday, and oh, nice. he said, by you making the Kentucky Derby, it almost makes my year. I think they've sold around <laughs> 15 to 20 guys have come down this week buying outfits for the whole week. I mean, it's just so happy to see that for Tim at Mr. B's. But yeah, he said, it's just been amazing. How many people from Iowa are going that I don't even know who they are, but it's their bucket list. They want to go to the Kentucky Derby. And that's so cool to hear and see. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been fun to watch you, to watch you go through it. Now, like now that you're there and you've had all these chances, we all know how hard it is to get there. It's even tougher to win the damn thing. It is. And the, 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 what, what the it's it's so much luck now. Okay, we've got all the work done. We've got qualified two, maybe three for the Kentucky Derby. So now it comes down to okay, we're what on Monday when we show up there, what post draw are we going to have? Okay, that's, yeah, I want to get into that. That's here. a huge deal. So okay, explain that to you've explained this to me every year. Dummy listening knows nothing about horse racing. Yeah, what what are we watching for? 
well, for it's just, your horses. It's just on. a very a big challenge if you're on the very inside because when they break, you got 20, 20 horses in a line and you think you're going straight for a quarter of a mile, it's really hard if you're on the inside one or two hole because all the horses come over on. If you break just a step slow, all these horses are coming over on you. And on the converse, if you're on the outside and you're 18, 19, 20, you could get stuck really wide, which means you're running farther running than further. Just like in track, yes, right? Yes, exactly. So if you're on the eight hole compared to the one hole yeah. on track and you yeah. have to run around, you know, and you all start at the same spot, that's a lot, you're running a lot farther. Yep. So it's all about how far you're running. And when you're talking about running a mile and a quarter, and when you watch this race this on May 6th and you see how close this finish could be, it could be within a like a nose, a head, a sh- uh, you know, a length. Well, you think about the the loss of ground that some horse might have. So ideally, what what do you want? Five, six, seven? I would love to be five to fourteen. Okay, anywhere in there. Yeah, anywhere in the middle where you can at least kind of set your spot, break, and then try to get over a little bit and save save ground would be ideal. You know, there's been horses that won from the one hole. There's been horses that won from the 20 hole. You just have to be really special and get really lucky. And you had one year, didn't you get the one? Uh, We had the two hole. The two hole, yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, yep, free drop Billy had the two hole. So we've been inside. I mean, you just have to break sharp and hopefully you can kind of outfoot the the rest of them and kind of get your position. Because if if all 18 horses on the outside of you come over on you, you you have to drop so far back. And then we had the situation, what, three years ago where the horse, you had a scratch, right? Yeah, yeah. We were getting ready to head out to do my my Kentucky home and our horse uh, got a little excited when he was saddling. And and the rule in Kentucky is if you flip over in the paddock you're automatically scratched because for safety reasons so that was a disappointing day for us uh, what is that i mean what's that feel it was terrible in fact uh my father-in-law was standing next to me and he didn't see he, the horse was walking around the ring and he actually in the saddling area and he didn't actually see and i said dennis i think thousand words just flipped and he's oh. got to be scratched he's like what he's like you're kidding right I'm like no and then they announced it on the pa system scratch thousand words and um you know to have so much excitement and go down there and spend this whole time waiting for the Kentucky Derby, and that happens. It was it was a, it was a tough day, but um, you know we we got through it, and here we are today. Okay, forgive me for all the auto racing references, but it's all I know. <laughs> so when I'm watching a NASCAR race or the World of Outlaws or whatever, um, I can take an average driver, put him in the best car. And he'll win sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can take a great driver, put him in an average car, and he'll win sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can't take the best driver and put him in an awful car and have him win. I guess my question is, how important is a jockey? Well, it's very important, but at the same time, these are the top 20 horses in the world as three-year-olds. So um, I will say that these are the top 20 jockeys in the world. So all these jockeys are very qualified. It's a lot to do. I mean, you're talking, you have to make so much decisions in the middle of a second. Like, do I want to go in or out? How much you, they have so much, they know what, how fast they're going just by the, in their hands, how, what the reins are. So these are some of the best athletes. And think about they're standing in stirrups. People don't really understand this. They're standing in stirrups, standing up on a horse for two minutes straight. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The well, strength they have and they're, and they're, and they're trying to slow down a 1200 pound animal. It's amazing. I I got a tour. Dr. Shivers took us back in um, in the back of Prairie Meadows, and uh-huh. I was talking to, like, some jockey guys back there. And I never really realized how disciplined they have to be. Oh, yeah. Like, if they eat a cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. They're all cutting could, weight. Yeah, absolutely. Every day they're in the hot box, they call it, which is the sauna. 
they have to weigh a certain 118 pounds or 121 pounds, whatever the weight is. Um, it's it's a struggle for them. It's like a wrestler almost. You know, you yeah. have to weigh in every day, and you can't be overweight or you can't ride. So that's their job, and it's very challenging for them. Okay, so you're you're the GM and the horse owner. Are there certain jockeys that ride certain horses better? Yep, absolutely. There's front running jockeys that you're like, wow, if we have a front runner, we want this guy on our horse because he doesn't let horses buy him. He gets the lead, and he's very tough to pass. And then there's also jockeys that they're some of the best finishers in the world. So like if you have a, a horse that comes from way back, he's the best finisher in the world and you want him on your horse because he's so strong. And he... Do you ever switch Oh yeah, the week of the race based the on week. your draw? No, no, no. Okay. Once you enter, you have to name your jockey. So okay. It's already done. We already have our jockey set up for the week. Um, it's usually the horse that, you know, if, if you qualify for the Derby, the horse, the jockey that rode you last time is going to want to stay on you. So you got the Arkansas Derby jockey. Yeah, Flavor Pratt's our jockey for Angel Empire. He's one of the best jockeys in the world. He was on Flatline, who was last year's Breeders' Cup champion, uh, one of the best horses in Secretariat probably. So it's a big deal. He's a great jockey, and we're excited to have him. So, okay, the w- w- our situation going into this weekend is you've got – because I'm going to post this on Friday, okay? Okay. So P, uh, that way our listeners can follow along. Yep. We've got two horses locked into the field. Correct. There's the possibility that Cyclone Mischief, a third, who's like 21, the top 20. 21 today. 21 today. Today. So he moved up one. Yes, he did. We had an inj- we had a horse that uh, uh, came back injured uh, on his works this morning, and he's out. So now we're at 21, and uh, I've been on the phone all day. I, I mean, obviously, we're checking every day, and there's some rumblings going around that we'll probably – get in the field so feeling good about feeling it good. i'm feeling good i think it's uh, i think it's a very high probability that we will get three in the field um and uh it's just uh, you know we bought 12 horses that year and, and three of them can run the kentucky derby which it's, it's exciting what's the odds of that i don't know that's ever been done i haven't really went back and looked at it but i know how hard it is to get like i told you one horse out of two twenty thousand is 0.10 percent yeah to get in the kentucky derby to have three uh, from one ownership is probably... And you only bought 12. Yeah, it's unheard of. Yeah. Like, okay, so the top-end ownership groups, how many are they buying? Oh, like a Calumet Farm, who's already one of the biggest um, horse owners and, and you know landowners in Kentucky. I think they have around 150 to 200 yearlings a year they buy or raise. Or and they'll breed. have how many in the Derby? This year, zero. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... <laughs> That's crazy. But they've had a lot in the yeah, past. But, but it's still... Just, it's, 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 a, it's truly a numbers game because you don't know, you know... Uh, you know, it's like anything. The more numbers you have, the better chance you have to win, right? Yeah. So, quick history lesson. So, Cyclone Mischief is the one that, at the time of recording this, is not currently He's number in the field. twenty-one right now. Yeah, yep. in the top twenty get in. So, didn't this happen last year with the winner? <laughs> yeah, the winner uh, was uh, Rich Strike was twenty-one, and Friday morning there was a scratch the day before the Kentucky Derby. Um, and he got in and he ended up winning the Kentucky Derby. So it's just, you never know. That's why you, if you get qualified for the Kentucky Derby, you have to run if you're, if you're, you know, everything's great because you just never know. You never know. And what, so, so our audience understands this. So Monday is the post draw and 20 horses enter. They also do also eligibles, which Rich Strike was an also eligible. If someone would get sick during the week. Yeah, all the way till because they want a full field. Yes, they want a full field for betting purposes and everything else. So, as until Friday morning of the day before the Kentucky Derby, 
um, they can a horse can scratch and the, and the next also eligible gets entered. So we will be entered in the Kentucky Derby three horses. Two will be in the field. One potentially might not be in, but if something happens in the next ten days until the day of the ra- day before the race, we would be the next in. So that like let's say that Psycho Mischief wouldn't get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, how uh, this is? I feel dumb asking this. How do you qualify for Preakness, Belmont, the other yeah, races? Yeah, Preakness. He'd, he'd be he would be in the pre. A lot of the horses that qualify for the Kentucky Derby. Are they automatically in those? Like two of the top, two or three usually come back. And it's such a, a stressful deal on the horses to yeah. come in. You I remember the, you told me that. You like, come all the prep yeah. races and then you run in front of 160,000 people and it's a mile and a quarter for the first time for all these horses. It's very hard on them. So you, unless you get in the top three or so, you, typically the horses give them a, they give the horses a little break and and the top three go to the Preakness usually. So that's why the Preakness is usually like eight or nine horses. Correct. And then the, the Derby winner most years always goes unless something came you know bad about him and came back sore or something. And then there might be one or two mutter ones from the Derby. But it's all a bunch of new shooters usually. Is it good? or it, So that would be a deal like if Mischief doesn't get in. He's almost a lock to go and run the oh, Preakness. Oh, he could run the Preakness, or we'll look for something. Just to, we'll just have to play it out, <clears throat> see who's you know how big the field's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, <coughs> uh, it's it's all it's all fascinating. So when we when we go on Monday, we're we're looking to be in the middle, and then how much will that impact the odds? Because Angel of Empire right now is one of the five favorites to win the thing. Let's say it draws the nineteen. Yeah, I don't know. I think the the morning line is already kind of set before we get the post draw per se. Okay. Um, but then the betting public will handle it from there. You know that might get affected if he's the third favorite in the morning line and he drew a bad post. He'd probably get a little cold on the board and it would dr- drift up to fifteen, maybe twenty to one. Um, I think that post time, uh, unless he gets a really really bad post, I think he's going to be the third or fourth favorite, and he'll be anywhere from eight to ten to twelve to one somewhere in there. Which the favorite in the Kentucky Derby is, is like four to one usually. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, unless Mattress Mac, he's going to put a lot of money on Forte, so th- that might cause the odds to go down. Who's the Derby favorite right now? Mattress is. Does he have a connection to that horse? Or he something? always bets a lot of money on the favorite for something with his furniture stores in Houston. How yeah, they, and then he gives the discount. Exactly. To, yeah, we've seen him do yeah, that. Yeah, he like does the, it have on every major sporting event, right? Yeah. So he always be, he always bets the, the favorite in the Kentucky Derby. He'll bet a couple million on it, so it really lowers the odds on that horse. Okay, so we we've had recent Triple Crown winners. One, right? Or two? Oh, we've had a couple. Yeah, Justify, yeah. American Pharaoh. Yes. I knew Justified. Couldn't think of the other. Is that good or bad for horse racing? You know, it's both. Um, it was the, the chase in history was always something you always, it was so fun. Yeah. And then once it was done, it was like neat to be able to see that in our generation that we actually got to see something like that. I mean, I thought that was amazing. I never thought in, a, in my lifetime we'd see a triple round winner and then we see two in almost back-to-back years. It was uh, neat to see. It's not, it's not easy. It's hard. And people don't understand how hard and, and tiresome it is for a horse to come to win three races in seven weeks at, when when they're all coming after you. Are horses <clears throat> like if you look at a baseball player now compared to one in the '60s? It's like, well, that's a totally different type of athlete. Are horses like because of training and nutrition any different? You know, the only different I would say about horses now is. Um, I think we baby them maybe a little more than we, like back in the 60s, oh, 70s, yeah. 80s, they ran every week or two weeks. Yeah. I've heard stories over at Zarbin where it was the same horses every Saturday. And now uh, we'd run our horses yeah, once a that month. That place got shut down. Yeah. It was one. <laughs> it's like once a month now that we're running. 
The Exarpin was the one in Lincoln, right? Or Omaha. in Omaha. And they did the dogs too, right? Yeah, they did the Council Bluffs. Oh, uh, Bluffs Run. Yeah, that Bluffs was the Run, one I yeah. watched as a oh, kid. No, I, if I, I wish we could have seen um, over in Omaha because uh, Exarpin, I first heard, it was just an amazing place. And yeah. I just so much wish I could have been over there because... Um, it, it was, I heard it was just packed every weekend and they didn't have the casino money. So they had to shut down. Yeah. No, I remember we used to go to bluffs run as a kid all the time. That was like, yeah, we would go to the mall and then we would go watch the dog <clears throat> races for a while. Yeah. All right. So let's, um, let's break down the field real quick. I mean, it, we've, we've covered how tough this, this race is to win and all that stuff. But do you, if you have a top three horse, mm-hmm. I mean, what are the, the what's the key to victory for for Angel if somebody's yeah, great, watching this race? Great, great question, and and I guess what I would say is is that um, the first thing is going to start Monday. Yeah, uh, post post position draw. You know, if we get uh, stuck in one of those uh, challenging post position one or twenty, it's just going to make his job a lot harder. I guess he's not mean he can't win. It's just going to make it harder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, he's a horse that's going to be mid pack. Um, he's not going to be on the lead around the first turn. He's he's a mid-pack to closer. So what we would really like to see is some fast fractions up front. And for people to understand that is we want a fast, fast pace because usually if they go out really fast, the front-end horses really fall back. They can't run that fast for a mile and a quarter. Mm-hmm. So if we can get some fast fractions up front where they're uh, challenged on the lead, where they're really having to extort themselves, it usually sets up for a mid-pack or closer. And um, his last two races, he's sat mid-pack, and it's been some good fractions up front, and, and he's just uh, continued to get better and better, and he has a strong kick home. And it's uh, n- None of these horses have ran a mile and a quarter before. The last race was all for him was a mile and an eighth, and a lot of the horses in the United States aren't bred to go in a mile and a quarter. Um, they can get a mile and an eighth, but you have to be special to get that next distance. And so uh, we feel like Angel of Empire can really run a mile and a quarter and if he gets through traffic and doesn't have any traffic problems and get the right trip, mm-hmm. I, really, I really believe that, he, you know, coming for home, I'm not saying we're going to win the race, but I think we're going to be cheering like, let's let's do this. You know, yeah. let's get excited. Let's stand up out of our chair and start screaming like crazy. Okay, the horse I feel like people are forgetting about is Jace's Road because, well, we're all looking to see if Cyclone can get in the show. Yeah. Angel's one of the top ones. What's the story with this horse? Well, let me give you a quick background on Jace's Road. Jace's Road um, was named after two of my two of my. Uh, one being my nephew's boy, who's on my team, Reed Weston. Uh, Jace is his boy. Um, he also named Brody's Cause, who was in our derby. Okay. And then one of my best friends and yours is TJ Otzerberger, basketball coach. Obviously. I wondered if there was a connection yes, there. Yes, and his boy's name's Jace, and he's my he's my guy too. He's a you know a neighbor, and I've grown up with Jace, so he's really special to me. So it's really cool to have when you name a horse after one of your you know someone you know that they get to this level. It's really cool. So. Um, just a quick side note, that's that's how the name Jace came about. So all you Cyclone and fans out there, you make sure you're cheering for Jace. Angel of Empire is because of the sire, right? Yeah, Classic Empire was the name of him. Yep, okay. And, yep, so that's how that came about. We have to name 20 horses a year. It gets tough, so <laughs> be hard. we'd love to any suggestions that people have out there to name our horses for next year. I remember you did the Cyclone Fanatic horse. Yeah. Was that like the worst horse you ever had? the slowest thing ever, wasn't it? <laughs> Never won I was so excited. Yeah. It was just terrible. It I was. remember watching it, oh. and it was just such a disappointment. Let's, let's not talk about bad things. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, Jace's Road. He, you know, he's coming off the farm as a two-year-old when he got shipped up to the to the track. 
everyone said that's your best horse. He's your, he's your derby horse next year if you ever have one. And he, he won his first race, and we really thought an awful lot of him. But he's had a lot. Of, he's this, the biggest thing I can say, he's not very consistent. He's one race he'll run great, the next race is terrible. Then he'll run a big race. and it's, So mentally, he's just not there. Um, the last couple of races, he's run a lot better. So we, we're hoping he's going to have to have a big effort. He's going to have to run his best race ever to be competitive. Um, he'll be near the front of the – he'll be in the front – when you see the the gates open, he'll be up near the lead, um, pressing the pace, and we're just going to hope for the best trip. Hope he has a good day. Yeah, hope he has a good day because <laughs> he's going to have to improve, but uh, he has the, the right trainer, the right jockey, the, and the, the right pedigree. To, he could surprise us. He, is he at Dale Romans or is that the – Brad Cox. Okay, so Brad Cox has the two that are in. Yep. Romans was a cycle mission. Dale Romans has a cycle Your longtime partner there, yeah, right? Yeah, Dale Romans has been our trainer for a long time, and – uh, be nothing better to get Dale Romans in the Derby. He's he's from. They're both from Louisville, and for them, one of them two to win the Kentucky Derby, turn that t- town upside down. So, and then Cyclone Mischief is the one we're waiting on. What's that horse's story? Yeah, so we bought him at the sale. Also, uh, you know, named after I'm a huge Cyclone fan, as you know. Um, so um, he's a front runner. Also, he'll be close to the lead. I really think coming for home, he could be first, second, or third turning for home and. If he can, uh, his biggest thing is is if we can, you know, if he can get that mile and a quarter distance, it's uh, it'll be a challenge for him. But um, he got third in the Florida Derby and got beat by like two lengths by Forte, who's the Kentucky Derby favorite. So I know he can compete at this level. Yeah, it's just a matter of um, he, you know, he's he's a young three year old. What I mean by that is he his birthday is April twenty eighth tomorrow. He tr- he just turns three tomorrow. Okay, and a lot of these horses are already three. And so I know, like, you just think about the junior high All-American, right? Yeah. And when he gets in the college, high school, he's nothing. Yeah. And that's kind of how this is with horses, like horses that are born in January, February, March. Well, there, there's actually data. If you're a NHL hockey player, yeah, it's like 80% of them were born in January, February, or March. Because of development, development when yep. they were a kid, because yep. they're the ones who got picked for all star teams and stuff like that. Yep. So could he run in the Derby twice? Or no. Okay, no. you have to be three. You have to be three. Okay. Yep. Stupid question, one, but one, it, once a horse can only run one time. So everyone, a birthday of a horse is January first. So everyone turns the yeah. next year on January one. So it's. I mean, it it really is just like when you're a kid competing in Little League. Yeah. Exactly. Because I'm going through that right now with like. You got like, some of those born in January or in some of these girls August. are twice the size right. as other ones on the team. Yeah. Interesting. It's the same. It's the same. Okay. Um, wanted to just look at the betting aspect of this. We're going to have a lot of our listeners who will go out to Prairie Meadows. It's one of the busiest days of the year. If you just want to have fun, I yeah. mean, we're on, we're all going to bet on your horses. Yeah. If you just want to, what do you, what do you recommend? What I would tell you this is that um, growing up, this is what I did. And it was, um, is you find a horse that you like, and you go do it. And, and I'm going to tell you a story, that, and this is a true story last year, okay? So um, find a horse that you like and go do a, a $2 exacta. Take your horse and do it with all, okay? So that means your horse gets first, and then you want a long shot to get second, right? Well, last year, we loved a horse called Epicenter. Who mm-hmm. was the f- actually, he was the morning line favorite, okay? okay? And he's from our stallion, not this time. So we had a huge interest. We were really cheering for Epicenter. Well, so we did a two, we we did a we didn't do a two dollar. We did a little big, bigger, but you can do a two dollar exacta, and we did all two all all epicenter to get second, and then epicenter all. So if he got first or second, we hit the exacta. Okay. 
Well, he got second last year. Well, okay. you, as we know, Rich Strike wanted eighty-eight to one. The two-dollar exact last year paid four thousand dollars <laughs> on on an eighteen-dollar bet. Wow! Or a thirty-six-dollar bet. Wow! I mean, so you can have fun for a, a not. You can yeah. go and spend fifty bucks and have a great time. Just take one horse and wheel him in first or second, or take one horse and bet win, place, show. Because if you get if he hits the board, you're going to at least get your money back, and if he wins, you're going to win some good money. What was the horse? This is my, I should have just quit betting after this. The one like three years ago that was the odds, uh, it was like 80 to one or something like that. That was last year, Rich Strike. But no, it was the one a couple years before that because the horse got disqualified and the one that got second won it. And I had that ticket. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you remember? That? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Manaloon, I think it was his name. I don't remember what yeah. horse it was, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got a, I got a vibrate on my phone and it was, uh, it, I was just glad I didn't. Because if I would have been at the casino, oh, you would have been really mad. I probably just would have thrown the damn thing away. Yeah. Okay. So the exacta uh, take Angel of Empire. Or you take just, yeah, take a horse that you like and go uh, uh, one dollar exacta. Let's say Angel of Empire all costs nineteen I, bucks. I don't think your industry. There's not enough people teaching people how to do this. No, I agree, and that's what's hurting our sport. Is like you know, because all I know is win, place, or show. Right. And I've been around it. Yeah. It's uh, that's part of the that's what we're as a, as a group and horse owners. That's what we're trying to do is we're trying to teach the young people how to get involved in the game. And you know, I mean, if you go to Kentucky and and go to Lexington or Louisville and watch the races, it's all college kids. But that's where they grew up and that's where they're born, right? So they mm-hmm. they know the sport, but people outside yeah. they don't know it. And so we have to do a better job of trying to educate them. People go to the they know how, they know like one race a year, the Kentucky Derby. And other than that, but we race every day. I mean, yeah. There's races every day. This just happens to be the biggest one of the year. Okay, so you you go out on – do you go Monday or are you going Yeah, Sunday? I'll be there for the post-draw Monday. Um, it's real exciting. It's really nerve-wracking, to be honest. They, yeah. I don't know if people know, but they literally pull – it's like a bingo. They pull – they have 20 balls in a – and they spin it out, and it, they'll say 20, and then they'll pull a horse out. <sighs> and you're like, oh, please don't say my name. Please don't say my name. I mean, it's really nerve-wracking. And it gets emotional. If someone gets the one hole, you can just hear the people grumbling, like, oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, it's frustrating. But Well, it just adds to the the kind of the luck dynamic of it because you just like you were talking about jace like the you just don't know what kind of a mood like the horse is going to be right. in for one right i mean I would, the weather yeah the weather is a variant and like you could have a horse roll an ankle in front of you and it ruins your day yeah you, and you don't know what you don't know is like how is a horse going to react okay most times there's 10 20 30,000 people in the stands when they get on their on like the arkansas derby day there was 60,000 it was a great crowd but typically that's not normal so to, now we're going to talk we're going to be running in front of 160,000 screaming fans it's going to be what horse can mentally handle that and yeah that's, that's a challenge for a lot of horses like they mentally can't handle that so if you see a horse in the post parade just acting like a you know not, Bet against that? Yeah, he's not good. If he's just all over the place and jumping up and down, that's not good because you're using that emotion now instead of you need to be saving it for the race. Yeah. Does the um, <laughs> familiarity with a jockey help in that absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so excited. You know, he knows how the horse, his running style and how he runs and what he feels underneath him. And um, Flavian will know that. Who was that one jockey that won like however many years in a row? Do you remember that jockey? It was a big story. It feels like every horse that that thing got, that guy well, got Mike on. Mike Smith he, was probably it was probably Mike Smith because back yeah, he, he's, he's Baffert's top. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's probably Mike Smith. Yeah, it's it's fascinating this this sport. I, I've I've just 
kind of feel blessed to be able to watch from a distance with what you've done, but it's made it a lot more interesting. And I'm glad we have local ownership here that, that can, yeah, can do this. And we, my father, I just went to lunch with my father-in-law uh, and he said, uh, how our plan, we have a plane lined up after the race, obviously uh, to come back home. And he said, if we would happen to win this race, he goes, you know, the plane can't wait. They, they're on time. They we have rent for Saturday. And he's like, what are we going to do? And I said, I will tell you one thing. If we win the Kentucky, <laughs> I'll walk home. Okay. Don't we'll worry about me. Send the plane back. Yeah. I'll, I'll get a, we'll come back yeah, we'll and come I'll back. bring the party to you. <laughs> there you go. I ain't worried about how I'm getting back to Ankeny. If we win the Kentucky Derby, I can promise you that. Well, best of luck. It's been, it'll be fun to watch. We'll keep everybody updated next week on uh, hopefully yeah, mischief. We can really sneak appreciate in. It. And if you have any uh, questions or, you know, fire them at you and we can yeah. get them answered for you. But uh, we love the support and, and it's going to be a fun, fun week for us. And uh, hopefully we can bring the roses back to Iowa. That'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. He's Jason Luch with ABBA Family Stables. I'll do more on the Derby next week. Ken Miller and I will do some picks, what our tickets are going to be on, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have an awesome weekend. Iowa everywhere.